0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Pale Males podcast. You're new <laughs> That That's it. No um, tagline this week. I'm Michael, and with me is...
1: Mushmouth. Me, Jeremy. How's it going, Michael? Is that the guy who said, I-ba-wubba? Oh, yeah, I forgot about and that. And Fat Albert. It, it was. Um, that seems like kind of... Offensive. Well, there's a lot of things about Fat Albert that are not cool, but I don't know, man. A speech impediment? Leave that poor kid alone. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I've been doing good, Jeremy. How about yourself?
1: I've been doing well, Michael. How about you uh, hit me with a beer, Brag?
0: Well, I'll keep it quick, because I, I think we have much to discuss this week. We do. But I had a lager. <sighs> what a
1: coincidence. Uh,
0: yes it's called guitar city gold and it's from a raised grain brewing company which is down the interstate and uh it was pretty good it had a little higher ibu i think it was in the mid to high 20s mm-hmm. and that was very apparent so while it was kind of a pretty clean lager it had a little zuzz on the finish uh-huh that you know differentiated it from your standard yellow beer i guess you could say was it more bitter
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, it was correction. Was it more hoppy?
0: Uh, I, it was primarily bitterness that I was tasting, not hoppiness. Interesting. So, yeah, I didn't get a lot of other hop flavor. The front was very clean, but not in like a light beer way. It actually had flavor to it. So yeah, it was a good one. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm liking lagers. You know, mm-hmm. just the Sam from Cheers or Norm from Cheers.
1: I mean, all of them from. Was Sam the bartender? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I never watched Cheers, because Frasier looked irritating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's an astute assessment. Mm-hmm. But Jeremy, enough about my logger. Mm-hmm. You did some exciting things this past weekend. Did I? Uh, two weekends ago, I guess.
1: Oh yes, I did. I went to Dark Lord Day, Michael. It, it was something else this year. So I did the math. I've been there in 14, 15, 17, and 19. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and if we need to cut this out, we cut it out. But Enemy of the show got married in 2016, correct? Yes. Okay. So that's why I didn't go to it that year, because he had his bachelor party in which he slugged uh, Pepto straight from the bottle. (laughs) Yes. And then last year, I just didn't go. It was prior to me crushing my elbow. But I think that's the only ones I've missed, but uh, a few, I think it was in 2016, they moved it from, it got rained out again, and on 17, they moved it two weeks into the, the future, because usually it would be held at the last week of right. April, and then they had it had been cold and rainy and gross for, you know, countless years in a row, so they're like, alright, we're gonna move it forward. And so they moved it forward two weeks, and by all accounts, the past couple of years have been great. It was good on 17. Okay. It was uh, troublesome this year. So we get Cousin of the Show and I got Group E tickets this year. Oh, gosh. In the past, we've had A and like B one year. And basically what that is, is just says when you can get in line to get your allotment of Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. Presumably, they uh, split the variance up equally per Mm -hmm. group, what we would do is we would get there, the group A, I believe, starts at 10, and so we would get there bright and early, stand in line with all the maniacs, get pours of Planet the Elder, or what have you, and go in, get our beer, take it back to the car, and then come back in and enjoy the rest of the day, while the ticketing gods frowned upon us. And we ended up with Group E, which, in retrospect, is probably a good thing. Because this way, we did not have to get there. brighter. <laughs> okay. In a shorter day means uh-huh. better shape for everyone. Because you, you don't get out of these things easily. Unless you have stronger willpower than the two of us. Um, so we got there at about 1 o'clock. The first god-awful band was playing. And when we were driving down there from Chicago, which takes, you know an hour to go 20 miles or however long it is. Sadly, yes. Sadly, yes. Um, the rain chances jumped from like 20 to 80%. Ooh. Uh, thankfully, we have a ton of ponchos around here, so I packed one for <laughs> cousin, cousin of the show, and I actually still had my mud-spattered one from the last time <laughs> I needed one at Dark Lord in my trunk. So I shoved that into my little lunch bag cooler sort of thing, and we go in. We are immediately acc- not accosted, but we took about a lap around just kind of seeing the scope of things. Mm-hmm. And we get pours of. Ooh, okay. Black Squirrel Imperial Stout. That's from Cinder Block Brewing in North Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. I remember it being very good. We also got a Galactic Double Daisy Cutter from Half Acre, which I believe oh. Cousin of the Show brought, which is Double IPA, and we got a power of uh, CBS. Nice. Well, just standing there. We're not even asking, and this is within half an hour. So
0: are people just kind of walking around and approaching you and saying, hey guys, do you want a little bit? And then...
1: Yes. And do you have like a little sample glass or something? Uh, A lot of people bring glass, like sampling glasses to this thing, but... I've been to too many oh. places where metal is prevalent yes, okay. to ever bring glass in, like for anything. So you got a little. So we got a sleeve of what you would get for like cocktails at like a, like a big reception. Right, right. Little punch, punch cups, punch glasses. Yeah. that's that's the word for it. Thank you. And the best part about Dark Lord Day is the the generosity. That sounds like everyone. it. Yeah. Is I mean, I don't need to remind you, but I am going to anyways that. <laughs> It was 15 or 17 where we got Pliny the Elder Poors just by standing behind a guy who had some Pliny. We didn't ask him. He just said, here, go for it. But it immediately started, not immediately, it took about an hour, before it decided it was just going to start raining. Ooh. And one thing that they have fixed in the previous years is I've also complained about the distance that they required the gate to be from the stage in Indiana Uh due to the uh, state fair accident they had some years back. Well... You can get around that if you have a giant uh Bonnaroo-style tent over the crowd. Oh. So I'd say it was about uh, 50, 60 yards long, about 40 wide, and there's a stage under there, and you can just kind of all pile in underneath this tent, watch the bands, enjoy its gravel, which will come into play later. Uh, oh, no. And, uh, <laughs> and so it was just like, okay, it's starting to rain. Let's go underneath the tent wind picks up and they kill the music and they say everyone has to get out from underneath the uh, tent. Oh, like a lightning? Oh, wind. Okay. They never really said why, but that's my guess. Okay. And so we obeyed the letter of the law, if not the spirit of the law, and we were able to get on, I guess it'd be downwind side of the tent and stay out of the rain despite having ponchos. Ah. And so we we're, we were largely out of the rain. That part was fine. It rained for about two hours and it rained hard. So the gravel that we were standing on <laughs> is just like, you notice like, okay, we're dry right now. And I should note that I did not bring my muck boots with into a Dark Lord Day. Yes, okay. But we are standing there and then just time goes by and we meet some some people from uh, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They gave us pour of their beer, special lady friend from Jailbreak Brewing in Baltimore, mm-hmm. as well as Pagoda Pale, both of which were excellent. And as you're sitting here watching all of this stuff happen, there's no music playing, like not even like a loop off someone's phone over the PA because there's a shock risk, I guess. Oh, jeez. So no band at this time either? No band. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is when I believe I started texting you angrily, like, this is ridiculous. I'm so angry oh, okay. no metal. <laughs> I texted a lot of that <laughs> and they also were not selling beer at this point in time because this is now a cashless event. Oh you uh, they give you a little your ticket is a little RFID uh bracelet mhm and so if you uh if you wanted a beer you would link a credit card up to your your RFID chip it's like Disney and then boop it and type in your little pin code that you just randomly assigned to it and then there's your beer your credit card gets charged bingo bango but all the electronics are down or something or well, they they're just not operating at this point no. in time because they they're like the whole thing which is basically shut down but after a while the storm the wind at least cut down or maybe the cops just gave up <laughs> it could be it, it could it could be either because there was like a single cop underneath the, this giant tent giving people the halt and t- they they the cops were cool they were very nice at this place mm-hmm. it was just one of those it's like, oh God, the worst part of all, Power Trip canceled. One of their, oh, one of their guys got in a bike accident the day be- a couple days before and had to have surgery. Uh, like a motorcycle? Uh, no, no, bicycle. A Jeremy bike accident. Very much oh. so. which is why I was not too angry. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you have empathy for his accident. Uh, so that was we found that out the night before. Uh-oh. I was just like, uh, oh well, at least High on Fire is still playing. Yeah, that's, that's the be all end all. So a couple hours go by, and there's still no metal. And I'm like, oh, God. And it's just like, all right, as long as they let it go by 8 o'clock, I'll be fine. Because that's when High on Fire was scheduled to play. Mm-hmm. A couple hours later, the the band, whoever was next up, comes on, and they start tuning and playing and everything. And they had allowed every band that hadn't played to catch up. They just, everyone had shorter sets, oh, okay. which is totally fine. The moshing? in a waterlogged gravel pit got a little bit out of hand even for my uh taste <laughs> yeah. but it was it was interesting it was it was a lot of fun we had a lot of great lot of great beers and uh what can i say so it turned out to be okay in the end it was just a little it it turned out to be okay in the end high on fire got they got cut before not cut but they got uh stopped before they were ready to uh play their closing number.
0: Oh, so they just missed their...
1: Just missed Ass Song, oh, okay. which, is,
0: which is fine. Now, maybe you're holding back on this, bearing the lead. Can you reveal oh. the variant?
1: Yes, I got uh, Lodestar. And which one was that? I believe that is one that has rye whiskey and coconut. Okay. Coconut. Um, Cousin of the show also got that one, but his wife of the cousin of the show, is not a coconut fan. Ah. So he he swapped it or something. Because they have, it's like, they pen people in, so it's kind of like you're going to a... Uh, Slaughtering house. Like an amusement park ride. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you, I mean that too, <laughs> technically, I guess. You just kind of weave through, and then there's like a big holding pen, and there's like a place that sells brisket right there as you uh, exit. And people are like, I'll pay $200 for blah, 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 or whatever ludicrous oh, yeah. nonsense they're doing already just outside the gate what is fun though is i saw a guy who's standing behind me at some point and he was holding a variant from the last year i had been so 2017 mm-hmm. and i asked him which one it was and he says french vanilla militia and i was just like oh i just was just wondering and he says like no 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 here have some so I was just like, <laughs> oh thanks bro but uh it's a good time Although it's getting harder as I get older, like, you do end up getting buzzed at the very least. Like, it's not possible to not do that, just because even if you go slow, everything is at least 7%.
0: Right, yeah, that's, you gotta...
1: Upwards of, uh, like, 15, because the Dark Lord itself is 15-something, but it's good stuff. And it's a good time, even though I'm not gonna touch my bottles of this year's for at least a couple of years. Right? Yeah, gotta let them mature. Mhm.
0: Oh, good. It sounds like it was a successful event, and um, I think that's a I think that's a good variant. I think mm-hmm. it'll be um, a little different. And you like you like the coconut. Uh, I have become a uh, a fan. Yes. Excellent, Jeremy. So, Jeremy, something happened since we last recorded, but, I you know, it's on the docket, but, you know, I don't know if there's that much to say. Jeremy, Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. I'm bringing it back, Michael. Watch the Thrones. We bring it back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that segment.
1: Um, it's done. It's over. Okay, so, obviously, I'm not going to suggest that we ruin anything because... I'm a suspecting anyone who's gonna watch it or that is listening to this and wants to watch it has watched it. Right. So I'm not too worried, but I mean, it's just a jerk move to do that. So we'll, we'll dance around any important things. Mm. Were were you a fan of how it ended?
0: Um, I was kind of ambivalent. I mean, I was kind of ambivalent going into this season because it's just Uh so long since the last one. And it was, um, I, I wasn't invested too much in any characters, but I was still interested to see how, how it would unfold. And then uh-huh. this final episode is like, oh, that's how it unfolded. That's fine. You know, I could see they took some kind of shortcuts with characters. They they certainly did. Um, I'm stealing this from some tweets, but some wrestling-esque heel turns occurred.
1: Was it though?
0: You know, I I think it's justifiable. You know, when you look at the father and. Yeah. You know, the rage. You know, so I was not like,
1: this would never happen. I mean, certain characters have crucified people in this show before. I'd like ah, to remind you of that. That's a good point. Yeah. This is not a new thing. <laughs> it, it just, I believe a uh, cousin of the show tweeted out to some of the complainy pants about it, saying, you know, it's like even some of the choices make sense. They just rushed everything. Right. Which I agree with right. wholeheartedly. Yeah,
0: yeah. The rushing was definitely felt... And as far as kind of where the final characters ended up and who who won the game, if you will, that was that was fine with me.
1: I was fine. I was fine with that. Oh. I I had been ex- expecting something along that lines because to me the show's always, I mean, it's it's been about a lot of different things that smarter people than us have talked about. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I've always thought it's examined is you know myth making and how myths get made and what they do and not like norse mythology or anything like that but just like oh he slew the the mad king on the trident yeah yeah that's what legend yeah there you go and i feel like this this these last two seasons however rushed they may have been have been about the creation of new myths and seeing what happens behind the myth Right. It it all kind of loops around in a time is a flat circle sort of way. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, there was some kind of resonance there too.
1: I liked that the final shot echoed the first shot.
0: Mm, the final shot was? Mm-hmm.
1: The, the the very last thing that happens. It's people walking through some trees.
0: Oh. Who walked and their the, trees in the nether one?
1: It was a white walker, Michael. That's, oh. That's, uh, we had a... Uh, an HBO free preview some weeks ago, and they were just, like, hammering through (laughs) every, like, HBO 2 was like, it would just show Game of Thrones all the way through. And I caught the very first episode. And had I not caught that, I would not have noticed that. I'm sure there's lots of little nods. I'm sure there's a lot of it. Uh, But, what's your next uh, Do you have a new show that you're going to watch? Uh, is it time to continue our
0: series? Well done. The Sampler Summer Series. I believe it is, Michael. Our spring, spring Sampler Series. I believe Jabroni Summer has started by this time, by the time this episode drops.
1: By the time this episode has drops, we'll be right around with Jabroni yeah. Summer.
0: Uh, as opposed to... Real Summer. The Equinox? No, it's the Solstice. Solstice. Jeremy, do you want to introduce this uh, beer we're having?
1: Michael, it's fitting that we're doing this today because as we've established, I went to Dark Lord Day this past mm-hmm. weekend and High on Fire was the headlining band and I, I've i been trying to count how many times I've seen them and I think I'm up to seven but I feel like I might be missing one. Three of which have been at Dark Lord Day which is three out of the four that yeah. I've gone to. But... uh on their 2007 album, Snakes for the Divine, their lead single was a song called Frost Hammer.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And uh, today we are breaking into Ghost Hammer IPA.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
1: From Stone Brewing.
0: Yeah, this actually appears to be a seasonal of sorts. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I, I had never heard of it until we got the pack.
0: Yeah, neither have I, so. But I guess I'll go into a little stats and flavor text here. Uh, Please do. 6.7%. 56 IBU, which I think is the lowest of the ones we've had so far. Interesting. A little uh, text here. A fermenting Mm -hmm. beer never slumbers. Consequently, there is always scattered activity, tending our precious beers throughout the dark hours. In these nights and wee hours that held responsibility falls onto the shoulders of the overnight brew crew, in caps, these brewing soloists brave the long nights often alone to do what needs to be done. Most areas of the brewery are dark or in shadows. Throughout the night, the cellars...
1: That seems unsafe.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. That's uh, (laughs) operating in a haunted house or something. Throughout the night, the cellars resonate with the occasional knocking of expanding and contracting pipes.
1: I wonder how old this is. Is it up to code? (laughs) Is there asbestos in this beer? Stay stay tuned. Right. If we, either of us get mesothelioma, <laughs> then I guess we'll have our answer. There you go.
0: It can be a bit spooky to hear the brewery creak and groan as if possessed by a spirit, randomly knocking about with a mallet. This IPA liberally hopped with Laurel. That's L-O-R-A-L.
1: <laughs> I was going to make you say it. Um, <laughs> the Laurel Juror.
0: <gasps> um, honors our intrepid overnight team by naming it after their mischievous... Poltergeist Companion, the Ghost
1: Hammer. Michael, be- mm-hmm. before you continue, I have some uh, color text on Laurel. Thank you. Hops, I was just going to say. Because I've never heard of them. Uh, this is a. Pleasant floral, citrus, peppery, dark fruit flavor descriptor with a medium 5-10% to 10% alpha acid. It has been described as a, air quotes, super noble hop with its wonderful floral and herbal notes followed by a backdrop of citrus and earthy character. Mm. Usage as an aroma hop described as very pleasant with floral, peppery, lemon, citrus, and dark fruit characteristics developed by Hop Brewing Company, HBC, and released in 2016 It was originally known as HBC 291. It has a noble heritage that straddles the fence between old and new world hop aromatics. Mm. It has the ability to complement all beer styles, making it a very versatile hop in the brewery. And then the rest of it is just... Its mother is the U.S.-developed aroma variety Glacier, which I've never heard of. Mm. And the father is a son... ...of the U.S.-developed nugget variety. Nugget. It is characterized by having numerous small, dense cones with moderate alpha acids. That raises more questions. (laughs) Right.
0: Uh, Maybe the only way to find the answer, Jeremy, is to try the beer. Sounds good. All right, let's give it a crack.
1: Michael, have I made you listen to Frosthammer? It's pretty awesome, man. If I ever get to like a cryo-hopped beer, (laughs) I am going to name it that. Your beer, Frosthammer? I'm gonna name it Frosthammer. Yeah. I mean, the song is all about a dude who has a hammer made of ice smashing people. This is like Maxwell's
0: Frosthammer. <laughs> um,
1: little bit of haze, not ton. Just a little.
0: Nose is kind of um, beery, little beery. Yeah, the the um, the smell, the scents are very. It's very light in this n- nose profile, but there's uh-huh. still stuff there. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'd say, I'd say that. Uh, have you gone in yet?
0: I've not. Have you gone in? I thought I just heard a lip smack.
1: You you did. It's uh, it's very effervescent, Michael. I highly recommend And it's rather tasty as well. Oh, Big yeah. Fan.
0: Whoa, that is peppery.
1: Yeah, like...
0: It kind of has a zestiness there, right off the bat.
1: Had you had any of these from your pack earlier? Mm-mm. So I have. Mm-mm. And okay. I had them straight out of the bottle, which was a mistake, because at the time I was just like, yeah, it's fine, but... Having it out of the glass, the uh, it's really opening the flavor up.
0: Yeah, wow. that's really tasty. It's a little, it's different too. You don't you usually don't have a beer with that kind of like tingliness. Like there's a tingliness with that, mm-hmm. which I assume is the laurel hops. Well, it's almost it's like weird. a pr- prickliness.
1: A little bit. It seems very, very odd that I'm glad we read about laurel hops. Yeah, because. And I don't know if this is just me being a suggestible imp, but it really does have that what feels like a hybrid noble slash fruit forward hop characteristic going on in it
0: right the The bitterness at the end is to me more akin to a noble bitterness and kind of like that earthy bitterness than the last two beers that we had, which were more of the west coast spray paint or whatever we said a uh, stream paint on the top. Ew. lingering aftertaste bitterness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this does have an aftertaste,
1: but it's not. I was going to say that this thing starts off almost like a pilsner. Mmm, and that might just because when I was in Chicago, I also had Revolution Brewing's pilsner, Michael, which is a fantastic beer.
0: Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like that, there's a, that, the earthy happiness is there.
1: To me, it reminds mm-hmm. me of two
0: things. I, I agree with your bitterness. It almost has a a like quality to it.
1: Oh, with the, with the, the, the just the... S-
0: the spice.
1: The, the spicy and the fizzy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it also has a... Um...
1: We use such technical words <laughs> on the show.
0: Also, not quite as intense, but like that white pepper flavor you get with a... Oh, blast. What is it? Uh, Leffin
1: du Monde? Yes. White pepper. Good pull. Yeah. Like, yeah I, like, a... I like white pepper and white chili.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of those two. And, um... To me, the aftertaste on this one's just a little more pleasant. It's a little, the hop, the bitterness is a little more muted, a little more earthy.
1: It's very, it's lighter. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, you know, I th- maybe that's reflective in the IBU too. Though I can't remember the exact IBUs of the others. I'm pretty sure this is lower,
1: as mentioned earlier. It is. I did look that up. Mm. I don't remember it, but it is lower. I believe this is also one of the lower ABVs. ABVs, yeah. <laughs> At a measly, what, 6.7? 6.7,
0: <laughs> six, six, seven, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just find it um, this one easier to drink. The flavor profile is different than like it's kind of uncanny valley of those other beers we had, but not an on, not a bad uncanny. Mm-hmm. It is interesting.
1: It's weird because like with some of these beers, they all they all have the same pedigree. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like like I feel if you blinded these and you put them in a line of say ten beers or so or at least the three that we've had mm-hmm. so far because we've had to remind the listener we've had the and myself we've had the tangerine express the delicious IPA mm-hmm. and now this one ghost hammer
0: it, it's almost to me sorry to interrupt but it's like the no, malt, please do. the malt and the hops seem very similar and then like they just tweaked or excuse me the malt and the yeast stayed very similar and then they just tweaked the hop profile
1: i'm sure they but they're but but then but... that that wouldn't explain the different ABVs, though.
0: Right, I know that's the only catch. I'm because I'm sure they're not, but they all have that same like delivery mechanism, if you will, of the flavor.
1: The the stone flavor is, the, yeah. It's it's brash. Yes. Okay. Before you give your rating, okay, I'm going I'm going to a corner you on something. Mm. Where does this one compare to Tangerine and Delicious? Because if I remember correctly, and it's been a bit of a weekend, so pardon mm-hmm. my memory you liked delicious better than tangerine correct correct i rated them okay. the same
0: but delicious had the edge
1: all right good i'm glad i remember that
0: and i have had since had more of the sampler pack and mm-hmm. it kind of reaffirmed that notion um because i had interesting the, had the tangerine again and it, it was fine but it was just it almost was a little i don't want to say worse but it wasn't as good as i had when we had it on the show the Delicious was the opposite. It was a little better than I remember having it on hmm. the show.
1: Is it because you hate Led Zeppelin?
0: Well, they have a song called Tangerine
1: Express. They have a song called Tangerine It's very, very famous.
0: Oh, I probably would recognize the song if I heard it. You would. I mean, they have a song called Jamaica, just because the song sounds like it's Jamaican or something. Dire maker. Dire maker.
1: Jamaica. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, dire the, Streets. Um, side, side tangent. The Hold Steady have a song about people mispronouncing that song title. Dire Maker. <laughs> it's it's called Joke About Jamaica. Anyways, continue.
0: <laughs> Having said that, I like this one more than both of those. Um, it's kind of falling prey to the... Michael hates IPA. <laughs> well, for me, it's always like towards the end of the IPA, like it drags down a little bit mm-hmm. just because the bitterness accumulates and it's not as drink. I hate, I'm not going to say drinkable. It's not as um, easy to drink. Pleasant. Pleasant, there you go, pleasant, yeah. But I still like it. I'm actually nearing, I'm in the last third of the beer here. Dang. I drink beers fast.
1: Which makes it surprising that it's, the bitterness has enough time to linger long enough (gasps) to surprise you. Honestly.
0: Maybe because I'm trying to cover up that bitterness with more drinks, but um, anyway.
1: while you're sputtering and thinking for something.
0: Yes. You're going to ninja your rating in.
1: No, I'm not. Okay. Okay. But I'll allow you to take that last third. Okay. Poke a hole in the side of your glass and really get it down. <laughs> I think one thing that I'm noticing about these uh, these sampler packs because the last one we had was also kind of IPA centric. Mm. Sort there's what two in there?
0: The IPA pale ale and the freshly yeah it was the um, squeeze and fresh or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. That was kind of IPA adjacent.
1: But I I found that one can get tired of any beer style because it was impossible for me to tell those imperial stouts apart after like an hour, and it in w- I was not yeah. having heavy pours. It was just like you can get tired of anything.
0: Your taste receptors just become saturated to a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's the um, that's the downfall mm-hmm. of any beers. But I like this more. I'm going to give it a three point seven five. I'll get that in there before we go on another tangent. You know it doesn't have as much bitterness, and the bitterness that it does have is more of the noble variety, almost like a Pilsner. It's almost like an imperial Pilsner to an extent. Um, I like the spiciness that it has. It reminds me of Duval and some other almost Belgian style beers. Um, you know it's it's a shade of those it's not mm-hmm. It's not related to those. It's just a kind of a nod in that direction that is
1: an interesting take on it i don't know if i would have pulled that
0: and i think i got those flavors more at the beginning than i'm getting now i'm getting more of the um, noble hop flavor now Mm -hmm. but yeah i I like this a lot actually i'm probably gonna throw the other two in the fridge so i can have them sooner rather than later tonight (laughs) party big thursday party plans it's
1: time to michael let's (laughs) michael
0: oh that just reminds me in college when i didn't have class on fridays thursday was the party night
1: I had a lot of Monday, Wednesday Friday classes. I did not join you guys as much. Half price martinis. I did yeah. do that a few times. That uh <laughs> ends poorly for more people involved.
0: <laughs> that does end poorly.
1: Although for the lawyer. Yes. He had a a habit of ordering the uh the most expensive one, which was just three shots of vodka and like they held a bottle of like uh vermouth next to it for a little while.
0: <laughs> yeah, stole vodka. on the menu, half price, $10.
1: Yeah, they wised up and don't do that no more.
0: (laughs) No, they have cut that off a long time ago. Yeah, they did. I think that was a wise investment for what the goals we had for the night were at that time. Oh, yeah. I can't can't say no to what he did.
1: I can because I can't really drink vodka straight.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I can't do that either, but...
1: I mean, I applaud his methods, if not the mode.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to say it. Jeremy, your rating...
1: So I I do like this one quite a bit. I think this is probably my favorite one so far, although I'm sure I'm going to make myself a hypocrite and screw up the ratings on it. I like that this one has a very deft touch when it comes to its hopping profile. Yeah, which is very on stone So the malts are, are, you know, it's nothing. It's hop conveyance malt 2.0 or whatever. You're right, Yeah. But I think it's the it's got to be the Laurel Hop, or we're just the most suggestible clowns in the world, and we're falling right Right. into their hands. But I like the fact that it starts off kind of like grassy and peppery, and then morphs into. I mean, it is a little bit of a dark fruit, kind of plummy. Mm. And if I may throw in a, a tenth beer brag, oh yeah, the night before Dark Lord, we broke out a triple from, and I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's the word tool, but the second O has that little slash through it so it looks like a uh null set sign. Mhm. Or from Denmark. We had a triple called Miss Violet. It was a triple Belgian with plums and black currants in it. Mm. And that was amazing. But um I'm going to give this beer a four
0: Okay.
1: I think this is my favorite one but recency bias and all that stuff. Right. It's clean. I like it. It is
0: cleaner, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah, there you go. In any case, it's another one down the gullet.
1: Mm-hmm. Hit us with those social media plugs, Michael.
0: Thank you. Yes, you can find us in a variety of places. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, APM Pod. there. You can email us directly, Pod at gmail.com. I should probably check that at some point. <laughs> you can also find us on Untapped, where host Emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings there. Thank Thanks, you, Mike. Mike. Rate, review, and subscribe. We would appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: uh, we'll uh, leave it at that. So, for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been
1: American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers.